بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وموالا أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم I'm your host Irshad Siddiq for Unlocking Hearts a program in Ramadan where we have the opportunity to reflect on a few verses of the Quran and do a general overview of the particular Jews that we are looking at for the day and then also join collectively in dua Today we look at Jews number 5 and in this Jews we find Surah An-Nisa, which was revealed shortly after Surah Al-Imran. It's also a Madani Surah, and it continues with the themes addressing the aftermath of Uhud. So while Surah Al-Imran focused primarily on the political, theological lessons, Surah An-Nisa primarily focuses on social and legal matters that arose in the aftermath of Uhud. So although the Surah is named the chapter of women due to the high number of gender-related rules that appear in it, the core theme is really society and the laws of Islam related to various aspects of society. And then, of course, now due to the large number of men who were martyred at Uhud, a variety of issues arose related to widows, orphans, and inheritance. And we actually find all of the verses uh, pertaining to inheritance dealt with in Surah An-Nisa in great detail, which is rather unusual for such legal matters to be uh, dealt dealt with like that in the Quran. So all these issues are addressed in the Surah. And the Surah begins with a reminder of our origin that we come from a single pair of male and female, Nabi Adam and Sayyidatina Hawa alayhi salatu wasalam, and that the ties of kinship, the rahim, right, the, the thing that binds us really, uh, is really focused on the and uh, we when realizing our common ancestry we understand that we must maintain the ties of kinship um, the surah also reminds us that the permission for and restrictions on polygyny is very serious and should be taken very seriously but this was revealed during the aftermath of Uhud giving comfort to the widows and or uh, the orphans of Uhud that they would be taken care of and not forgotten Although the permission for restricted polygyny is general, its roots have always been in societal and communal good with a strong focus on the welfare of the women and children involved in such a family structure. Unfortunately, it's very much abused in this day and age. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us guidance and protect us. Surah Tunisa also continues the themes of defining this ummah and the two previous ajazah referred to this ummah as a balanced ummah. Right, a very well-balanced ummah and the best of ummahs. But in this Jews, we are told that our ummah is a witness over every other ummah and that the Prophet ﷺ is a witness over all of us and all of them. And there's a beautiful incident that is narrated about this wherein the Prophet ﷺ asked Abdullah ibn Mas'ud to recite a portion of the Qur'an to him, yani Rasulullah ﷺ. And Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was very surprised but also very pleased and he recited and then the Prophet ﷺ sat and listened and then when Abdullah ibn Mas'ud reached this point in Surah An-Nisa that a day will come when we will bring each nation forth and we will bring the Prophets as witnesses for them and we will bring you, O Muhammad ﷺ, over everyone as a witness and then the Prophet ﷺ said, enough, enough he was basically crying at that time, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The tears were flowing from his eyes, alayhi salatu wasalam. Another beautiful theme that flows through the surah is the theme of ease. 
This surah is heavy on legal matters. In fact, if you look at verse number 28 of Surah An-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after giving us all this information on the do's and the don'ts, He actually reminds us that, Allah actually wants to make things easy for you. And often we look at Islam and the rules and regulations of Islam as prescriptive and restrictive, such that it's it's actually going to limit the type of lives that we have and the type of freedom that we want to have. But here in this verse, Allah actually teaches us that we are actually unlocking ourselves, enslaving ourselves. We are freeing ourselves. We are liberating ourselves from being a slave to anything and everything else, including one's own nafs. And we are actually, you know, embracing our slavehood with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we are his servants and his slaves. And that by embracing that, we will live the best possible lives in this world as well as in the world you're after. And that's what this program is really all about, unlocking the hearts by submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we may think that the laws of Islam are somewhat cumbersome, but Allah makes it clear that Allah wants ease for you. But but humans have been created as weak beings, right? So we are weak in that we don't have the capacity, and Allah knows this, we don't have the capacity to really uphold that ease that he has set for us despite the fact that, you know, exerting oneself and doing as much as what Allah Ta'ala commands will actually be in our favor, no matter how we look at it, and Allah knows best. So the verse that I want to also focus on uh, in the surah is just slightly later than that, verse number 32, because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in that particular verse teaches us a beautiful lesson about how we should think of material things. We live in a very materialistic world and it's very easy to get distracted by that which other people have. You know, the, the saying, the grass is always greener on the other side. Well, sometimes it looks that way, but often we are highly mistaken in that the grass isn't greener. It's just that our eyes are too big sometimes. May Allah Ta'ala grant us the understanding. What does the verse say? Surah An-Nisa, that's the fourth surah, verse number 32. وَلَا تَتَمَنَّوْ مَا فَضَّلَ اللَّهُ بِهِ بَعْضَكُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ Do not wish for and covet that which Allah favored some of you with over others. Now in the way that Allah Ta'ala expresses this already, there's beauty, right? And there's, the Quran is filled with this. If I were to tell somebody else, don't be jealous of what other people have, I'd simply say that. Don't be jealous of what other people have. But here in Allah Ta'ala doesn't just say, don't wish for what other people have or what other people got, or what they acquired, or what they were given. Allah Ta'ala says, do not wish for that which Allah favored others over you uh, with those things. In other words, don't just look at the things. Remember, those are gifts of Allah. And if we are constantly looking at what, what other people have and being jealous and being resentful and being spiteful of what other people have, Remember, it's not just what they have, it is what Allah had given them. Are we not satisfied with Allah's decision and His wisdom to give them those favors? That's a very, very important lesson to take into consideration. Don't you see the things? See the one who gifted those things. Then Allah says, For the male folk is a portion of what they earn. And for the ladies, there's a portion of what they earn. But ask Allah from His bounty. 
right? Yes, people earn and people get, you know, what they put in, the work that they put in. Alhamdulillah, they get out of it. But don't turn towards people. Don't turn towards things. Submit to Allah. And when you have needs, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because his needs, his, sorry, his gifts outweigh anything that anyone has with themselves. We cannot possibly acquire the gifts that Allah Ta'ala can give us in any other way, the way we can acquire it from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So why bother looking at what other people have and how flashy they look and what we don't have? Take a moment to appreciate what we have. Another lesson from this is the realization that when we are looking at what other people have, which is what Allah had given them, we forget sometimes that other people are looking at what we have and looking at who we are and are being jealous of that. But the reality is we should stop looking at the, at the results, but rather look at the one who brings about those results. Remember that as you covet that which other people have, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had favored you with gifts that other people would also see as, oh, I wish I had that. So stop thinking that the grass is always greener on the other side, but rather admire the grass on the other side, say Allah, and then turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him min fadlihi of his bounty. Inna Allah kana bi kulli shayin alima. Verily Allah is all knowledgeable of everything. So with that said, the question of the day is, is it impermissible to want what you see other people have, is that impermissible? Is it haram, right? Somebody asked the question, Maulana, is it impermissible for me to see somebody have something nice, admire it, and then also want it? Is that the type of hasad that I should avoid? And the answer is, no, it is not impermissible. In fact, it is permissible. We should aspire to good things. We should aspire to nice things. We should, we should aspire to great things, whether it be here in this physical world of the dunya or the type of things that we that we see other people achieving for the akhirah. Somebody is a, a good hafid. We also desire to be a good hafid. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, the way we, we go about that desire, that's important. So, Hasad is not to, you know, to want what other people have. No, hasad is when we, we don't only want what other people have, we don't want other people to have it. Because when we see them having it, it is as though, why do they get to have that and not me? Why are they deserving of that and not me? I should be getting that. I'm more worthy of that. That's hasad. But simply aspiring to what another person has, when we when we feel goodness towards that person and we say, you know, mashaAllah, I wish I could also have a nice car like that. I wish I could also have a nice house like that. That's not hasad. That's perfectly fine. But safeguard yourselves always by saying, Bismillah, mashaAllah, la hawla, wa la quwwata illa billahi Hasad is a very evil disease, but simply... Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember that he's the one who had gifted, who has gifted people with the gifts that we feel jealous of. May Allah ta'ala grant us the understanding. Let's join together in dua al-Fatiha. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahmanir Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'inu Hdina Sirat Al-Mustaqim Sirat Al-Nadhina An'amta Alayhim Ghayril Maghdubi Alayhim Waladhanin Ameen Oh Allah, all thanks belongs to you, all praise belongs to you O oh Master of all the worlds, of all creation of the universe 
O Master of me and Master of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rabbal Alameen, we turn to you in supplication and we turn only to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask that you send the choicest peace, blessings and salutations upon our Master and exemplar Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam upon his family, friends and all of those who follow in their footsteps till the end of time. O Allah, we turn to you during the days and nights of Ramadan with our hands stretched forth before you, with our palms open before you, as big as in front of you, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you do not turn those in need away from you. Ya Allah, we come to you in need. We come to you as humble servants with mountains of sins. Ya Allah, this month of Ramadan is like a lifeline for us, Ya Allah. We keep slipping, we keep falling, we keep making mistakes. And each and every time you grant us these opportunities to come back to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we turn to you on this on this occasion of dua, on this occasion of supplication in this glorious month of Ramadan. Oh Allah, we ask that you remove the hasad from our lives, remove the envy from our lives, remove the spite and rancor and hatred from our lives, remove all the evil qualities and the evil diseases away from us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, when we admire things with other people or qualities that other people have or achievements of other people make us from among those who can be happy for those people who can react in the way that believers should react who are able to say mashallah from the heart who are able to be genuinely happy for others oh allah allow us to be from among those who turn to you alone for our needs allow us to be from among those who don't see the things but rather see the one who invented, who created, who originated those things. You, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, allow us to be from among those who are able to divert our gaze away from materialistic things and towards that which is more important. Ya Allah, make us from among those who also have nice things in this world for all humans are created weak and we have these weak desires. But Ya Allah, keep our focus on the year after. Keep our focus on you. Keep our focus on that which is most important, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Keep our focus on earning your love. Keep our focus on earning the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Ya Allah, we make tawbah for all of the bad reactions, for all of the negative feelings we've had toward others. Those feelings, those reactions, those poisons that we've held in our hearts and in our lives for so long, Ya Allah, we ask that you forgive us for all of our trespasses in that regard. Ya Allah, forgive us for our mistakes. Forgive us for that which we did knowingly and openly and publicly and secretly. Ya Arhamar Rahimin, purify our hearts. Purify our hearts through the blessings of this month of Ramadan, through the fasting that we do for your sake, through the recitation of the Quran that we do for your sake. Ya Allah, purify us, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. Oh Allah, accept our du'as and accept the du'as on behalf of all of those who need this du'as the most, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know the secret cries of the believers and we turn to you as such. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammadin nabiyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa sallam subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Until next time, inshaAllah, jazakumullahu khairan wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.